Welcome to another edition of the Superflight NBA Show, your Georgia O'Keefe of NBA shows. Because even though you think I'm talking about bas- basketball, I'm really just giving a voice to the voiceless. I'm a feminist, really. Anyway, what's up, everybody? It's your host, Joe Borelli, coming at you again from my studio in Brooklyn, New York. It is Thursday, October 5th, 2017. Happy Thursday, everybody. It's almost Friday, which is good. It's been a rough, really terrible, horrible, awful week. Um, And I just want to say right off the jump that uh, everyone in Las Vegas who was touched again by the senseless violence, uh, my heart goes out to you, seriously. I, I don't even know what to say. I mean... I feel like I'm doing this podcast and every time I like every couple months, I'm just, I'm saying something about tragedy. I'm saying something about the loss of life for senseless, senseless, just angry, stupid white dudes who just feel entitled and just want to kill people because they, they feel neglected or feel pushed to the side or something. Dude, seriously, just stop it. Like, can we get some serious kind of gun control reform in this country? I'm not saying take away everybody's guns, but what I am saying is there should be, you know what? I'm not going to go on this. Um, I think it's enough. I mean, we have to do something, right? Anyway, uh, I don't want to be a Debbie Downer here, you know. Also, like, think about um, Puerto Rico as well. And consider donating if you haven't already. I have a couple times. And I, I feel like I'm donating weekly, but that's okay because they need they need help. Uh, especially that they're definitely not getting it from our moron in charge. Um, I'm glad this is caught on too, by the way. I love that people are just calling him flat out moron now. Anyway, uh, let's talk about funner things. Let's talk about better, better things. Um, let's talk about New York. It's my favorite thing to talk about because I live here. And man, I got to tell you, I don't do anything during the week. I go to work and I come home and I, I do this thing. And then I, I get up and I go to work and I come home and I, and I do this thing again. And once in a while I get to go for a run on the weekends. Usually I get to spend a little time with the wife and on occasion we get to go out and do brunch, maybe have a couple of drinks. Well, this past weekend we took out a friend for his birthday and it was a, it was a treat. We went, I don't know how many of you guys and gals listen or know about trekking around New York, but we live in Brooklyn. We live in, in, well, I'm not going to tell you where y'all be kicking down my door. So you can yell at me about my stupid basketball opinions. But anyway, we live, we live deep in Brooklyn and we have a friend who lives in Queens and he lives in Jamaica, Queens. We wanted to take him out for lunch for his birthday. And he decided that he wanted to go to Jackson Heights, which is in Queens. So, which is awesome because Jackson Heights has the best Indian food in the entire city. It's amazing. There's this place called Jackson Diner. We didn't go there, but we did go to another Jackson uh, Heights buffet. And man, it was amazing. This is the second time we've been there with him. And uh, it's one of his favorite places to go. So we also like to go there. Um, And it's, it's freaking delicious. Here's the thing. We starved ourselves, as you would do, because you know you're going to, like, gorge yourself on some delicious food. And by the way, I'm also, I'm vegetarian during the week now and only eat meat on the weekends. And I'm trying to only drink on the weekends, too. Sometimes it always doesn't always work, but I've been actually better about eating meat on the weekends only than I have about drinking on the weekends. Because, man, it's a tough life here. I mean, it's not tough. It's great. But it's also just, geez, sometimes you just need to drink a beer. My God. Anyway, we go to Jackson Heights. So his commute there is uh, about a half an hour. Our commute, because we have to go all the way out one way and then come back in, is about an hour and 10 minutes. The worst thing about it is, if you know anything about New York City subways on the weekend, is that they don't run. They just don't run for anything or at all. Like they either run really delayed schedule because of repairs or they don't run at all. And yeah, there's some notifications uh, you know, you can download various apps and they'll post signs, which seems really inefficient. I always miss these stupid signs on the weekends. Like, oh, a train's not running from uh, midnight on Friday till 5 a.m. on Monday. I'm like, that doesn't help anybody. Nobody here has a car. Well, some people do, but we don't because we don't need it. We really rely on the New York City subway system. And I love the New York City subway system. We went to the transit museum recently. It was amazing. But anyway... We get all the way out there. We gorge ourselves on food, right? Like, 
I ate so much that by the time we got home, I really thought my stomach was going to explode. I don't know what it was that I did, what it was that I ate or did not eat, but I was so bloated and I felt like my stomach was going to pop out of me. Um, but it was a beautiful day. We went for a walk. There's really no point to my story, except that on the way home, after we go, we're figuring, let's go for a nice walk. And, you know, we we're walking back through Queens. We saw some amazing things. We're walking just along the, oh, I think, not Broadway, but somewhere along, along um, the elevated train line. And along the way, there happened to be a Catholic church, and they were doing the All Saints Day celebration, I guess this is. Listen, I'm not religious. I've never been Catholic. I have been Christian when I was a kid. My family is very religious, but I, I don't I don't care about religion at all. I don't I don't give two shits. But you know what I do find interesting is the rituals and the the lengths they go to to make, um, I don't know cathedrals and like every time my wife and I go on vacation, boy, I'm just rolling all over the place here today. Uh, we always find a nice church, like an antique church, or, you know, not antique, but a and um you know, whatever kind of church. Uh, and we'll take photos because they're pretty amazing because the architecture is amazing. But so I really like what people have done for in positive ways in the name of religion. It's pretty amazing. But I also like the ritual and like these, there was like 18, maybe not 18. There was probably about 12 guys carrying this giant, I don't even, it wasn't a coffin, but it was some sort of thing down the street. And they carried up to the stairs of this cathedral. It was pretty, it was pretty amazing to watch. I took video, of course. Anyway, the point was that we, we walked for about a mile or so, which is in New York, it's no big deal. Like, you know, you walk everywhere, so you're used to walking. But we get, we were like, let's go for a walk. It's a nice day. We'll walk off some of this food. We get down to the train stop and we're like, okay, we're going to part ways here. Thanks for coming out. Thanks for hanging out. It was a really good time talking to you and seeing you and and happy birthday. And okay, we're going to hop on this side of the train. You hop on that side of the train and we'll go, all right, we'll see you later. We start getting on the train and and it doesn't run. It's just, there's no train. So we had to figure out how in the world to get back to Brooklyn from Queens without a train. I mean, luckily there was a bus. I mean, there's no point to this story. It's just that really there's absolutely no point to this story. It took us way longer to get home than it should have. We ended up having to take a bus to another train, go way out of our way, go for another walk. Like I love this city to death, but man, when the subway system is not running, it is impossible to manage. Unless you have a bicycle. I used to ride my bicycle every day. Seven miles every day to work and back. Or one way. 14 miles every day. It was great. Loved it. Anyway, there's no point to this story. If you want to tell me how pointless my story and how, how much you did not enjoy it this week, feel free to hit me up. You can email me at the superflightpodcast at gmail.com. You can tweet at me at superflightpod. You can tweet at me personally at Joe Borelli. You can follow the show on, <clears throat> excuse me. SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, CLNS Radio, and Almighty Baller Network, where we're all located, all the Almighty Baller guys and gals. Uh, and if you listen on iTunes, please rate and review and help me get found by other people. And I had a bunch of shows recently that I think you guys and gals might want to check out. If you're listening to this one and haven't listened last week, definitely go check out the Fuzz podcast uh, where we crossed over. We did the Eastern Conference predictions playoff predictions and the western conference playoff predictions on the fuzz and thanks again michael and byron for hanging out and laughing with me and coming up tonight i've got vince miracle from the king's court podcast he's going to come on we're going to talk all about the king's upcoming season how exciting it is that they actually have a team this year and their chances of like finishing with a like good record i you know we'll talk about whether or not they have an actual shot to get in the playoffs like I, you know, we'll get there. I'm not going to give anything away, but, and, uh, yeah, man, it's going to be fun. So stick around. And after these messages, we'll be right back. Ready? Restarting. One, two, three, go. So how, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> so the okay. weather, the weather's nice. I hear in Sacramento. Are you actually in Sacramento? Yeah, I'm actually literally in the heart of Sacramento. I am maybe 10 minutes away from the new Golden One Center, so I'm I'm pretty close. Nice. Is that driving or walking? I guess driving, right? Nobody walks there. Yeah, for sure. No, no one walks anywhere except for when you're in downtown Sacramento. So yeah, I'm 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 still driving. I'm such a New Yorker at this point. I was like, oh, you're 10 minutes walk away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> 10 minutes by the train. Unless it's oh yeah, no, you, yeah, Uber sometimes is faster if you slip them a 20. 
So. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'd be faster too if you. Hell, I'd I'd put you on a piggyback for a twenty. Um, <laughs> anyway, man, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. You want to talk some su- uh, sons? God, sorry, I'm going to cut that out. You want to talk some kings? Yeah, no, I'm excited to, ha- uh, to be on. You know, I've listened to your show a few times. I mean, the network is so big. Like we have so many like good talent on this network, so I don't get to listen to everyone all the time consistently. Uh, but you know, I have listened to you a couple times. You and I've spoke a couple times as well. So uh, I definitely, definitely listen. And I'm excited to talk some Kings basketball with you. Yeah, man. I've, uh, same, same here. I've listened to your show a couple times too. I just, it's like, it's impossible to get through everybody's stuff, and I still listen to like anything else. For sure. Like, and, and also like, I haven't done a show in probably since like I went to Summer League. We did a show with Summer League, and I had like a lot of the local beat writers on the show. Oh, nice. And then uh, when we got back. Our software just took a complete dump on our end. Like we had no microphones, we had nothing. So we basically had to do a full restart, and uh, that can get kind of expensive. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, uh, we're finally back though. Like we 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 just got done recording a show, so like it just comes down to the editing, and then um, you know the the publishing part of it. Like when do we want to publish it? Also needs to come out just because the season starts up soon and it's such a long show. Do we want to make it into a two part series? What might get us more views or do we want to just make it one full length, which will probably just get us the same amount, but not a lot of people, people will listen to the whole thing. So the life of a podcaster can get uh can get kind of uh, challenging sometimes. It really, really can. Nobody tells you about this stuff when you start out doing it. You guys have been doing this for a couple of years now, right? Yeah, I started. I actually started the show, probably the year I gra- the the next year I graduated out of high school. So I started in 2012, and then uh, I started as a YouTube show, and then it got such a good following. And then you know, Bill Simmons was doing the whole podcasting thing still for ESPN, mm-hmm. and that was starting to blow up. And you know, doing video YouTube, like doing the live shows like that, like it was still brand new at the time. So. The connection wasn't all that great. So then I was like, okay, well, let's just try podcasting. And that's kind of where it took off from there. And ever since then, I mean, we've garnished like nothing but five-star reviews. I think our lowest review is a three-star review. And it was when I was going through the changes of trying to find the right person to have across me mm-hmm. when we do a show. And uh, I felt like I feel like I found just the right guy. I mean, he, he is such a big fan. But not only that, like he, he – he looks at the game in such an interesting way. His backstory of how he found the Kings. Uh, I'm talking about my co-host Joe Morgan. Um, I mean, he, he's he's a former Marine that just fell in love with the team and then just really dove into what, what can make this team better. So he gives you the fan perspective, and I give you that you know inside media perspective, and the two just collide very very well. It just basically seems like a a radio show and that's exactly what we go for on a weekly basis yeah nice i was gonna say too joe's a lot older than you isn't he uh yeah so um he i believe is like mid 30s and i'm i'm in my mid 20s yeah so that's kind of an interesting dynamic there too i guess you know he's got a little bit of life experience on you i suppose yeah and you can definitely tell through the show like sometimes i'll i'll think things are super funny and some of the things that people say I take it in a way where I just laugh where Joe sometimes he hears it and he goes, I get why you think it's funny, but I don't think it's funny. <laughs> and, and, and he'll, he'll say some things sometimes where I'm like, man, you're kind of showing your age right now. And I'll put him on blast about it all the time. And that's why, I, and that's why I think like really we, we mesh really well because I don't care about your age. As long as we have good continuity when we do a show, it makes for good content and that's exactly what we bring. So uh, it works out very well, and I think w- one cool thing about our show is that we do the King's Week Challenge. So, you know, when we do that, it's it's like, okay, what would you be willing to do? So the King's Week Challenge, for those who don't know and those who don't listen to the King's Court, which you should subscribe to on iTunes, um, what we do is we look at the week ahead for the Sacramento Kings, and we predict the amount of games uh, they'll win or they'll lose. And whoever gets the most games right predicted after 10 games that other person has to do a challenge and Joe has had to become a human hot dog. Joe has <laughs> had to do a rap on the show. Just so you know, uh, I've never lost. Oh, so wow. it's been, I, I've lost one time and that was with my former co-host Drew Runberg, who now I believe works for Nike. So that's why he left. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So, I mean, I've lost, like, I think one time. So just so you guys know, if you ever wanted to make bets on Kings games, I'm your guy. Nice, nice. nice. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of the Kings, all that aside, I'm glad you don't hold people's age against them because I'm way older than you. Actually, I'm older than both of you, so be nice to me. That's all right. I see your picture. <laughs> you're, you're, you're looking young. Uh, thanks. Yeah, nobody knows I'm as old as I am if I don't if I don't tell them. But apparently I tell everyone every single podcast how old I am, so I should stop that. Anyway, <laughs> Kings. So the Kings that are yeah, – <laughs> I was gonna say one more thing about the whole age thing. Isn't it bad though? Like when you get to a certain age, like I'm, 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 I'm 25 right now, and uh, but I, I work at a certain environment where I see a lot of different people all the time, and you know sometimes they try and guess my age, and uh, and yeah, they they normally think I'm a lot older than what I am because of my look, and I don't know if I should take that as a compliment anymore. Like when you're <laughs> younger, you always used to take that as a compliment. Then you get to a certain age where you're like. That's not a compliment. Like, can I just be my age at some point? So, yeah. yeah seriously. Uh, I'm fine with not looking my age. I'm, I'm, I'm good with looking like 30. That's cool. Look. Yeah, you're looking, you're looking young. You're looking young. <laughs> Thanks. Anyway, I'm just marking down where I'm going to edit that part out. Um, so, you want to talk about some Kings? I'm ready. Cool, man. Let's talk about the Kings. So, I'm really actually kind of excited about this team. It's it's bizarre because I've, I don't remember the last time the Kings were actually good. <laughs> so, 2007. Yeah, I can't remember that Eight. far back. <laughs> my my brain doesn't go that far back. It's it's old. I just mentioned. Anyway, the Kings, the Kings, <laughs> the Kings had a really great draft, man. Vladdy fucking knocked it out of the park, which is insane because it's the Kings and it's Vladdy, and he's gotten like rooked by a bunch of people already. Um, so they, you know, I guess one good draft is all it took to sign him to a nice extension, but um, they had a. I thought on the on the very night that they drafted all these guys, I thought it was great. I tweeted it out, and immediately a lot of people were like, "Oh, this was a really. Why did they take this guy? Why?" And, and then like two weeks later, everyone's like, "Oh, it's a great draft." I'm like, "You all, you all suck. Everybody just sucks." <laughs> 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 but anyway, yeah, man, they picked up De'Aaron Fox, Harry Giles, who tore both ACLs and an MCL, right? Mm-hmm. Which is he not- tore both of his ACLs and uh, and an MCL, yeah, yeah, which is not a great sign for the future, but we'll see. Uh, Justin Jackson and Frank Mason, um, and then they also have the highest rookie, the highest paid rookie of all time, in Bogdan Bion- By How do you say his name? Bogdanovich. Bogdan Bogdanovich. There you go. It's a little repetitive, which I think it. <laughs> somebody said once before that might have been Zach Lowe because you know he's super smart about this stuff. I think it means um, Bogdanovich is son of Bogdan. So his his name is Bogdan, son of Bogdan. Yes. <laughs> and then he got, you know, George Hill, Vince Carter, and Zach Randolph. Um, man, they they have some pieces finally moving forward. Also, we should mention that they still have Buddy Heald. I don't know how, you're, how you feel about Buddy, but we can talk about it. And Scal, who I'm super high on um, since last year when he was drafted. What do you think, man? How is this team going to work? Give me some uh give me some feelings you're having right now, especially after they just won against the 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 Spurs the other night. How did that make you feel? Well, no, Jason Jason Jones of the Sack B tweeted out something funny after that Spurs game where he's like, "Hey, let the overreacting start now." And uh and I and I had to quote that. And I was like, "What do you mean? They just beat the Spurs. They're a playoff caliber team this year. You have to be excited about this young team." <laughs> No, but you know, to to answer your question for real though, I mean, you're right. The the Kings had an amazing draft if, if you really look at it. Getting De'Aaron Fox, who I was high on in December of last year, I, I was saying that the Kings needed to get him. I I just love the the things that he brings to an NBA floor, to just to a basketball floor in general. It's his positivity among his teammates, the leadership, the the intangibles you can't teach, and then also the fact the fact that he's John Wall esque. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's a point guard that. You know, the Kings haven't really had a strong point guard in a very long time. People will say Isaiah Thomas was a strong point guard, and while that is true, he isn't he wasn't the Isaiah Thomas that he is now for what was the Boston Celtics and what now is the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right. Um you know, you know, the the one thing you brought up about Vladi, you know, he said one good draft class got him the extension. You know, he he had a good draft last year. I mean, you can't forget that he drafted Scal. Uh, he drafted Malachi Richardson, who sh- was showed promise until you know he had his knee injury. Uh, the one questionable thing he did, however, was was he did draft Yorgos Papianos with that 13th pick. But 
At the same time, you think about it, the Kings traded their number eight pick to the Suns to get 13 and 22 or 25, which got them Yorgos, which got them, you know, Scal and Malachi. So, you know, I would still take Scal and perhaps Malachi, maybe not Malachi as a whole, but I would still take Scal over Marquise Chris right now mm-hmm. if we had to do this draft all over again. So that's another smart move that he did. He wasn't afraid to pull the trigger on trading to Marcus Cousins after it didn't work out. Uh, the way he the, the team handled it I think was a bit questionable, and I think you can look at that as like you know, a learning curve at this point. But ever since Vladi came in, you haven't heard one name, and that's Vivek Ranadive. And I think that's that's the thing that has drew him to his extension, the the hiring of Davey. Like everything he's done, there's been ups and there's been downs, but I definitely think he's deserved that that two year extension which he just got. Um, you know the veterans that you talked about, George Hill, Zach Randolph, Vince Carter, which I would never think in in my my life ever that I would get to see Vince Sanity in Sacramento since I was a huge Vince Carter fan. Uh, back in his days in Toronto when I was young. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to see those guys there and you basically get to see these vets uh, take take on this role of just teaching this young core how to win. And and look at a guy like George Hill where you know a lot of people overlooked him. Then he he, he shows out after uh, in Utah last year, uh, despite the injuries. I mean he had he had when he was on the floor, he was amazing. And he brings that Spurs mentality of like, you have to try every single day. He's a consummate professional, and, and you know, same thing with Zach Randolph. His his troubled past, and I guess troubled present right it's now. After present, yeah. that. <laughs> but I mean, you look at the things that he's went through and the tutelage that he can give these guys. I mean, it, it it's it's ridiculous. I mean, these guys have been through the trenches. They've seen a lot, and they're gonna bring a very a very heavy, you know, experience to these to this young core that I think it in next next year could be ready to take on a bigger role, and then the following year those vets are out. Right. I mean, just right. Zebo and George Hill are the only two that are perhaps there next season, and Vince Carter's already done after this one year. I I, I have this growing suspicion that Vince Carter is going to be a coach, though. I think he loves being on that bench. Just, just from the from the short time that I've got to see him in Sacramento. Yeah, I mean, a lot of former players do. He's not quite former yet, but he's also not, you know, he's on the back end of his career. Um, I just thought he might want to go into media because he's so good on NBA TV during like summer league, yeah, and stuff like that when he does the play by plays. I love when he does that stuff. So I thought he might lean there, but he is very, very vocal, very vocal on the sidelines, and his very first day. After signing with the Kings and he he went to Vegas after the contracts were all done, he went down to the bench and was already up out of his chair telling people where they should be just at Summer League. Hmm. And he's been doing the same thing now during the preseason. So you got you to gotta love that. And, oh, yeah. and, the funny, and the funny thing is, though, uh, during warm-ups, he does these like – these like little things just to prove like, hey, I was the man at one point. Like uh, the other day, right before the Spurs game, he just took like ten. I I think it was like eight behind the basket shots. Six of them were nothing but net. He missed one just from <laughs> shooting it from behind the hoop. Uh, he's shooting three pointers like it's nothing. He did this like behind the back pass uh, to for the basketball during a practice. Bounced past it and it landed in the ball rack like from a good distance away. Wow. And I was like. This guy's half man, half amazing. Still, just you know, <laughs> on the floor and not in the air. That's cool. Uh, at first, I was gonna make a joke about. So, what happens when you get old is you you can't see where the rim is anymore, and you have to start shooting from behind it, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't quite flow, but anyway, uh, yeah, you know, backing up a little bit to your the, the talk about, um, uh, oh my God, Vladi. This is, I don't know if you listen to the show, but I forget people's names every single time. Ah. <laughs> uh, you back it up a little bit about Vladi. You know, you're right. He, I think the thing about Vladi is that I think he's a good, he's a good scout, right? He can scout talent apparently really well. He picked up Scout, like you mentioned, and he got, he got the Aaron Fox. He got Harry Giles. Well, everybody knew Harry Giles would be a risk, but would might possibly be worth taking a risk on Justin Jackson. And Frank Mason actually looks like he could be something too. Um, Frank Mason's going to be Bobby Jackson. 
if I if, I, if anyone wanted to look at, look at a comparison, like what kind of player could he be? I can see him being a Bobby Jackson type of player with potential chance to exceed that and become a starter in the league. Just from like the short time that I've got to see him, That's he's cool. nice. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, and you're right. He did make some nice moves. I think he gets he gets railed, you know, in the media and by everyone, including myself, for like making that boneheaded trade with the Sixers when he didn't know anything about the stretch provision. And he he, I think really we saw last year that like. Boogie wasn't worth as much as people thought he was going to be worth. So he did get, I mean, he got taken on that trade a little bit, but at the same time, if no one was, if no one was willing to give you anything and getting him out of your locker room, cause he's sort of a locker room cancer, not sort of, he's actually a locker room cancer. Um, that actually seems to be a good move as well. And you open up the floor, you know, for, uh, Willie Colley Stein. Thank you. And you open up the floor for Willie Colley Stein and who who seems like he could be a really good, well, at least defensive player. The defensive, you know, his defensive potential is, it's up there with Nerlens Noel and close to like Embiid. Um, he's so springy and bouncy and he can, he could get putbacks and dunks like crazy. And that's kind of what you want out of your center these days. Anyways, I think the team he's building around him and building around, like he got Buddy Heald in that trade which I don't know what you think about Buddy Hill, but he has potential to be a good scorer. Maybe not a star, but he's got potential. And the thing is, like, he's building potential with this team. He's The team is, is starting from the ground up, and you haven't seen that in so many years. Like, honestly, I couldn't even remember the last time they were good. So what do you think of Buddy Hill while we're talking about it? Are you high on him at all? Um, I'm... I'm not as high as most people are, to be honest with you. Uh, and, and to kind of go over the Cousins trade just real quick, just because a lot of people get kind of confused on what they got. A lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, they got him just for Buddy Heald, an expiring contract in Tyreek Evans, and a pick. Well, I mean, but if you really think about it, you know, Vladi basically traded DeMarcus Cousins for cap space, Buddy Heald. Harry Giles, Justin Jackson, and Frank Mason because they didn't have a second round pick last year. Right, and they they traded that Pelicans pick to get Justin Jackson, Harry Giles, and Frank Mason. So you got three, four rookies with Heald and those three players, and you got cap space. I mean, that's that's what they traded it for. So is it a lot? No, but considering what some of these other teams have gotten for their superstars, I mean, it's on par. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just for that. But uh, to back to Buddy Heald, I'm honestly not as high as a lot of people are, mainly just due to the fact that I feel like I, I think he wants to be a scorer mm-hmm. when I feel he should focus on being a shooter first. Like, he's a really good shooter, but we haven't seen it yet on the NBA level like, consistently. Right. We saw uh, t- towards the end of the season. Uh, when they were playing for nothing and they were playing this against the second strings, basically he's playing against an upgraded version of college uh, to end the season, and he looked like he was going to be good. But even in this preseason, I don't know what to expect. I feel like he's trying to do a little too much where he has the ball in his hand, he can handle and get to the basket. His finishing ability looks like it's better, which is good. But Again, I'm I'm not sure. He doesn't have that many, you know, dribbling moves. He's not a ball handler, right. which I think he's trying to be. Um, is the potential there though? Yes. Uh, the most recent conversation that I've been having on Twitter that was a, uh, you know, you know, growing a debate was, will Dave Yeager actually start him, or do you, like why would they start Garrett Temple? I think Keith Smith, who's on the network right now. Uh, you know, he he posted that question. He's like, I don't understand why they would start Temple over Buddy Heald. And I actually do get why they would start Temple over Buddy Heald. Temple showed that he can be a backup point guard from the two position. He can play one through three. He can guard one through three. Um, he's basically your three and D guy with better ball handling ability and actually a willing passer where I think Buddy Heald gets tunnel vision. And I also think that he's still limited because I don't know what he can do off the dribble yet, except for that step back that sometimes looks good and sometimes looks like he's forcing it. So I can see the reason why you would start Garrett Temple there. Sure. Um, and as you mentioned, I don't, you know, Buddy Hield hasn't really shown us anything yet. I mean, it's shown like little flashes, right? But he needs to be more consistent. And I think this is, you know, what is it? Second year? 
Uh, yeah, second year. Second year. Like, bring him off the bench. Let him learn. Let him let him get behind other guys and, and bring him off the bench. You're gonna have George Hill starting and and showing De'Aaron Fox how to play, uh, which is gonna be huge. And I think those two will probably share the court a lot together. I would think, right? Uh, yeah, that's 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 been the the talk right now. The, the the one thing that really concerns me, and I think we can get into it a little bit, is the rotation. I think it's never gonna be consistent. So I don't know if you have like a lot of fantasy basketball or DFS listeners, but for those that are like looking at the Kings, like, hey, like what can Deer and Fox do? What can George Hill do? Like, I'm not trusting a lot of Kings players, if any, this year to to one bring me money in DFS or two get me to a championship or anything in season long. And if you're looking at it from just an NBA perspective, and you're like, hey, what can this team do for me? I think you're going to get inconsistency, and I think the lineups are going to be inconsistent because, you know, I just wrote the story the other day uh, for Cowboy Kingdom. It's it, Dave, Dave Yeager said it's going to be one of those things where you're going to have a role. I want you to play hard in that role, but I can walk up to a guy who's played big minutes and say, hey, we're going to look at these other guys for the next two weeks. And that, and that, with a young team, I understand it, especially with veterans. I can understand him saying walking up to those vets, but at the same time, I don't really like it. I would rather I would rather just see players that need to play play, and that's just my mindset on things. I guess I'm like old school, but I mean Jeff Van Gundy was just recently on the the Zach Lowe podcast talking about how he kind of wished that he did play almost all of his players because the regular season is to get them all ready for a big portion of it. Cause you already know what players are going to play right. and what players you want to look at and you want everyone to be ready. And it also lets them know that, you know, nothing is guaranteed. You have to make sure you keep earning your minutes on a nightly basis. So I can, I see both sides of the coin. I'm just one of those old school minded people that go, I'd rather see it. If you're going to go, if you want to do a 10 man rotation, which Jaker says he wants to do, pick your 10 guys, roll with them. If someone beats someone out, then roll with that. And, you know, Keep your core, keep your unity there, but we'll see what happens. Nice. What do you think about Scal? Since we're so much, we're talking about guys in a second year. I love I love Scal. I mean, he came on. He actually came on my show uh, during his rookie season, I uh, and I got to talk. Yeah, yeah. I, I got to talk to him and uh, and his trainer. I was like, it was probably like two weeks, three weeks right before they called him up and uh he really got to get some minutes in mm-hmm. and then then right after they traded to cousins he just blew up but he he is such a nice guy it really is a nice guy and you look at his development i mean he, he he's he never played against you know anyone really big in high school being that he's from uh i think like haiti or something like that you know mm-hmm. uh his story about how like when they had that earthquake and he was stuck under his house for a long period of time, like really look into Scal's backstory. It, it it's an amazing story. But then going to college, and you know when he first went into college, he was he was considered to be a top five talent to be drafted. Like people right. had their eyes on him, and then he didn't mesh with uh, John Calipari. He didn't he didn't mesh in that system. Right. He got benched and he did not see anything. So. When he fell that low, I mean, you have to think about it too. Like, the Kings not only traded the way their number eight pick, they picked Yorgos Papagiannis and Malachi Richardson before they picked Scalabissier mm-hmm. heading into the second round. Like, that's that that's something that you 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 never would have expected. And the funny thing is, is that you know, in the second round of that year, they also picked a guy named Isaiah Cousins, which Kings fans loved. But um, <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, but uh, but no, I mean, yeah, you you look at him and you just have to be amazed by the, the work that he's put in, the work that he's continuing to put in. He's really working on, you know, being able to knock down that three point shot consistently. Right. He 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 said that he can knock down three point shots uh, on my show. He's like, hey, I can I can shoot it if they wanted me to. I could. Then you, you saw got it to a see little bit last year. He did it a few times, right? It wasn't like a non existent shot for him. He can stretch the floor a bit. Yeah, but no, no one really wanted him out there. That was right. the thing. Like they just wanted him to be a mid-range and hustle for rebounds type of guy. And then once they traded a cousin, they said, "You know what? Do what you can do. Let me see what it is." And against Phoenix, when he just started going off and he knocked down his first NBA three, I mean, I thought that was that was a sign that this guy has been working. And now during training camp and 
practices. He's shooting with Bogdan Bogdanovich, who is looking to be a lethal shooter. Right. He's working on his favorite move, that turnaround jumper. Uh, I mean, I, I really, really am excited to see what he becomes. And I, and I, I just feel like he's one of those players that's going to be loyal to you if you're loyal to him. And I think that's another reason why Vladi got an extension is he brings that good juju around <laughs> people. So yeah, uh, everything you hear I, about I'm, I'm Vladi, I'm super excited like, about Scal. Yeah, everything you hear about Vladi is like he's a super nice guy. He's in like he's got an infectious personality. People love to be around him. So that's awesome. Yeah, I love his videos from back in the day. Like Google Vladi Divac, oh oh three oh four or oh two oh three Kings, mm-hmm. and you'll just see videos of him like. Some of his commercials were just like him being a dork, like just dancing with the cheerleaders with pom poms in his hands where he's wearing New Jersey, and he goes, "VSP Vision Care." Oh yeah, like it's just it's just the cheesiest commercials, and then his, his continuity with like everybody, like his, 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 or sorry, not continuity, his camaraderie with everybody was yeah. just amazing. Uh, I mean, Scott Pollard's getting his uh, his knee all iced up. He walks in, he goes, "Injured again." I mean that like something <laughs> that that just he would probably wasn't even injured. It was just him being sore. But the fact that he walks in there and says that, yeah, you have to smile at it. And then all of the reunions that they do, I mean, the, not only do they roast each other, they just have stories and the respect that they have for one another. And then Vladi's backstory, it, from wherever he is, he just brings that good juju. And the Kings think he's a good luck charm. So he might be, man. He might be. They've actually started to turn it around. I think this is one of the teams that I'm really going to be looking forward to watching this year on league pass. It's like if they're high up there for me, not, I'm not kidding you. Um, let's talk about how who the are, new additions. Well, go ahead. What were you going to say? Like, who is, who is your number one? Like must watch league pass team. Just oh, curious. It's, it's the Sixers. I'm a Sixers. Fan. It has to be, right? it has to be the Sixers, right? Yeah. Just because, just because even ben if said, I wasn't like, a Sixers fan, it's still going to be the Sixers. Yeah. Like, I'm not a Sixers fan, and I wasn't high on Ben Simmons. Like I was like Ben Simmons. I mean, he kind of just reminds me. He's. I think. I feel like he's going to be a better Thaddeus Young. Oh but God! Man, how I, dare you? I love Thaddeus Young, but Jesus Christ! <laughs> I see. I wasn't. I, I. I didn't respect him, and I watched one game, and I, it's a preseason game, and I, I'm like, yeah, he almost messed around and got a triple double. Man, yeah. this guy, <laughs> he's looking nice. The only thing I have to worry about the only thing I'm worried about from that game the other night is just that like I realize he doesn't like to shoot but he is afraid of shooting so anyways listen we're not talking about the Sixers right now I end up talking about the Sixers on every freaking podcast by accident they're fun yeah they're true it's true they are fun well so are the Kings so are the Kings listen let's talk about Monday's you know what let's talk about Monday's game um De'Aaron Fox had 16 points he only had two assists but uh you know 16 points dude he he looked from the highlights that I saw I didn't get to see the game he looked really good he looked really comfortable on the court and man that kid is blazingly fast he has this intensity about him that you absolutely are going to love I think as a Kings fan any Kings fan um Scal had 15 points four rebounds and Frank Mason had 17 points and six boards which is pretty dope uh, Bogdan struggled. He only had two two points and five assists. Well, he had five assists. That's not bad. Uh, Bogdan actually had a really good. Game. He was quiet, but he he had a really good game. Yeah, and, and, then, he, and his only two points was really nice, just because he's really good friends friends with Manu Ginobili, and he just blew past him and got a layup. Like that, <laughs> that was, and then at the end of the game, he goes, "I love that guy," but when we're on the court, we're enemies. Yeah. And then I think like like once the cameras turned off or whatever, he was all like, I think he said something like he just like he's like. I was, I was, did I look faster than it? He said something like, did I look a lot faster? Did he look really slow? He said something (laughs) like, it was was a funny little joke, but yeah, it was was funny. Yeah. Um, And Justin Jackson struggled mightily. 1.2 rebounds, one assist. Um, That's okay. I'm worried about it. I'm worried about him on the next level. Yeah. I don't think he's got the athletic ability to really bring that, to make his game translate. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What, what is when your he, best move is a floater as a wing player, like I don't know if I, like we watch the preseason, preseason or not preseason, uh, summer league. Everyone's like, oh yeah, he looks really, really good. I mean, three point shooting wise, I think he'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, ball handling, I'm quite. I, I have questions on defensively. I have questions about, but there were times where he like blew past his defender and then just did a floater. No, oh, that's not because he's so you really think it's good more at decision play. making than anything. I just don't know if he's. I don't know if he's a finisher. And I think if you're not a finisher from the wing, 
you're going to have a lot of issues. You got to you got to know how to finish around the basket and you got to you can't be afraid of contact. And I think sometimes he does the floater cuz he doesn't want to make contact. Yeah. And I also think it's because he doesn't want to make contact cuz he doesn't think he's going to finish through the contact and he might not get the call. Well, that's but, not a good sign. You're right. <laughs> yeah, that's not a good sign. I'm definitely worried about him. What do you think of Bogdan? Oh, uh, he's interesting. I I I think he is Probably going to be the biggest surprise. I mean, I honestly think on he can become the king. Ju- on the team, and perhaps even I think he's going to be the king's second best player by the end of the season. Okay, so who's their first? I, I mean, for sure, it's going to be like George Hill. I mean, George Hill is their best player right now. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, if he's only going to play forty games, I mean, that's going to be an issue. So I think after that, it honestly, if you if you look at this team, you got to say. George Hill and Zach Randolph, just talent-wise and what they've done, they're probably the best players, although Zach Randolph kind of fell off a little bit, but he's wow. shooting three-pointers, I guess. Yeah. He's fell off a little bit. He's not yeah, the I mean, same person he once was. He's old and yeah, he's overweight. True. He's always been overweight, but whatever. <laughs> uh, but George Hill is definitely the best player on the team. I think after that, it, I'm not saying it's like everyone wants me to say De'Aaron Fox. It's not De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox has a lot he has to still work on, yeah. that jump shot being one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, defensively, I still think – that if if he's not getting the steal, I think there's going to be times throughout the season where you're going to see him pressing for a steal and also bigger guys being able to just punish him. Like Kyle Lowry, I think, is going to see him and say, I'm going to post you. I don't care if there's might be a height differential thing. I have a big butt and a big body. I'm posting you. Russell Westbrook, I'm just strong, and I'm going to bully. Like, you just name down players. I think the best player that he's going to match up against that I'm excited about, only because he's – because De'Aaron Fox's size and his ability to his his high basketball IQ and his ability to go through screens mm-hmm. quickly, I really want to see him match up against Steph Curry, mm-hmm. just because I think that's going to be a great matchup. And Dennis and, and Dennis Smith Jr. and of course Lonzo Ball. Yeah, but. Lonzo. Which brings me to my next point: Is Lonzo going to be injured every time they play the Kings? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's like this thing in the back of his head, like, man, is De'Aaron going to really like mess me up this time again? Because I mean, he put him like. Because remember, that's when his dad's like, "Oh yeah, we're going to the, we're going to make it to the championship. We're going to win it all. Then I'm going to be drafted yeah. by the Lakers." Blah 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 blah. De'Aaron Fox was like, "Are you sure? Because I'm about to clamp this dude down." And he did, and he scored points, yep. and he looked nice. So, yeah, no, um, I don't think he's going to be injured every time, but uh, I think <laughs> that like that day he wakes up, his knee might be sore or something. Yeah. Like something's wrong. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, I'm not, I'm not good. I'm not good. Uh, I wasn't feeling like Lonzo's going to be good. Do you think Lonzo's going to be good? I think Lonzo has an elite passing ability. I think he has one elite skill, and that's that's seeing the court. So I think that's going to translate. If there's one thing that you want your point guard to be able to do, it's to be able to pass. And I think that will translate. Everything else, not so sure about. I wouldn't have taken Lonzo first because that shot scares the shit out of me. But then again, De'Aaron Fox's shot scares the shit out of me too. Um, I mean, yeah, he was considered number one ever. No, 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 no. Markel but, Fultz. I, are you worried about Markel Fultz? I am. After watching that game. Yeah, I'm a little worried. And well, he's already injured. Yeah, that's kind of scary. But yeah. I'm, a, I'm a little worried, but more because, uh, like, everybody's worried about him fixing his shot. He's, like, messed around with his shot in training camp, and, like, nobody asked him to do it. He's just doing it to try and get better. I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about his basketball IQ more than anything, to be honest with you. Um, I'm worried about I'm, his play style. I mean, I'm, he's so herky-jerky. And maybe maybe it's just the preseason game has you all worried, but he couldn't finish around the basket no, when he got, got around people. He made a really bad decision where he went after – they were on a fast break. He had an easy like throw it behind to Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons will just elevate and no one will touch him. And instead, he wanted to drive and try and get the finish through two and didn't get the foul call, missed the layup. That's got the I'm rebound, saying. missed wor- the layup. I worry about his then, basketball IQ. <laughs> but at the same time, like maybe it's just because he didn't get to shoot that many threes. Maybe. And I think he, I think he needs the shoot to spread the floor. But with Ben Simmons having the ball in his hand, I really think that's going to affect Markel Fultz. I, like, I, I'm really worried about him being in Philly. I mean, time will tell. It's so, so early. They've played one, yeah. exactly one preseason game together. We might, anything injured, we say, we're going to be overreacting. He's not, he's not injured. He's fine. His niece? He, no, they. He's already not playing in tomorrow's game. Are you sure? That's the yeah. That's what the news said. He's not playing in tomorrow's game, and he's dealing with knee soreness. See, this is the thing about me working for a living. Damn it, I miss all this stuff. <laughs> I thought I honestly thought it was going to be his elbow. He landed pretty hard on his elbow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He hit the ground pretty hard. Anyway, listen. Back to the Kings. When are they playing? <laughs> when are they playing again? When's when's their next game? Tomorrow? Yeah. 
Who are they playing? Spurs. They play the Spurs all preseason long. For real? That's really weird. They play tomorrow, and they play them on Monday. Oh, my God. Well, maybe I'll get to see them play the Spurs once. Uh, <laughs> anyway, listen, are we going to um, – should we expect to see Harry Giles? You know what? Actually, I wasn't done with Bogdan. I was going to tell you about Bogdan. He's, the, he's good. The word on Bogdan is out, man. He's, nobody's nobody's going to be surprised when he's really good. Uh, I actually think he might have a sneaky, sneaky chance at Rookie of the Year. What do you think about no. now? No, not going to happen. I well, not gonna happen. And why not? It, tell me, tell me why. So here's well, my thinking. Couple, I think he's gonna be such a pure scorer that he no. might have a he might have a shot at it. Probably not. No. It would be a long shot, but I veer. I would, I would bet against you. You would probably uh, win. If you wanted to bet. No, I'm yes. not. I'm not betting you. But go ahead. <laughs> I'll we'll bet push ups that you have to post on Twitter. Yeah. Um. Uh, but 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 here's the reason why. There's a couple reasons why. But let's look at the talent side of it first. So. Talent-wise, the reason why I'm moving away from Bogdanovich being Rookie of the Year is because, yes, he is going to be. I don't think I like like you said. I don't think anyone is uh, going to be surprised if he's good. Mm-hmm. I think the people will be surprised if he's really good. Yeah. And I think he has a chance to be really good, but it's not going to be until after the All Star break because, you know, De'Aaron Fox did an interview, and I think even uh, Jaeger said it too, where. You know, Bogdan's been practicing, but he's also the one that's asking the most questions because I think he's getting a little bit confused on how much stuff he has to learn. But at the same time, I I don't know. I, I, I don't know what his minutes are going to look like. I Like I said, I think by the end of the season, you're going to know he's the second best player on the team. So there's that there. The second reason why, and I think this is the bigger reason why I don't think he's going to be rookie of the year, is because, one, the rookie class is really good. Mm-hmm. Two... Once you start hearing names like, oh, you know, Lonzo Ball is going to be the next Magic Johnson. Uh, ben Simmons has already been Christ- uh, christened by LeBron James. that like He's the next in line. Markel mm-hmm. Fultz is on a level of himself. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be making the dunk contest. There's so much hype around all of these other players that even like an unknown player like Bob Madonovich, it's not going to be like a Malcolm Brogdon last year. Like Malcolm Brogdon last year blew onto the scene once he just started getting minutes, right? And you know you couldn't vote for Embiid because he just kept being injured all the time, and you, yeah, there there was just nothing else. This year, there's too much talent to where even if you're an unknown, people will know who you are, but you can't win anything. That might be fair. That might be fair. I I was going to say about last year. Don't even talk to me about the rookie of the year last year. I'm I'm still I'm still seeing red about that. Listen. Embiid should have won it. Anyway, and Embiid, I know. People are like, no, the minutes. He was the rookie of the year. He was the best rookie of the He was the best rookie of the last 10 years. All right, that's all I'm saying. I know it's only 31 what? games. I'm what? Like, <laughs> dude, Embiid was, I'm going to cut this out because this is, this is, has nothing to do with the Kings. I should, all right, I'm, I'm veering off course. Um, we, well, it's just, I told you, this is why the Sixers are, the Sixers are fun. That's why they're the number one team on everyone's league pass list. Yeah, totally. I can't stop talking about it. Anyway, um, <laughs> where were we going? They're only Bogdan, winning 27 games. Rookie of the year. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's going to get it either. But I'm saying, like, there's a, I would put him in the top 10 at, as far as chances go. He's he's going to be good. The kid's going to be really good. He's only 24, 25, and he's already played several years in, in Europe and, like he's got a I'm developed about game. He gets the, that's the thing. That's the, yeah. I just worry about the minutes he's gonna get. Like I said, you know, Jaeger said he's gonna be messing with his rotation like on any given night. Like you right. could be getting a large portion of minutes, and then they'll, they'll take it away from you. Well, the, and that's that's the thing that bothers me. That brings me to my question: Wait, What's the starting lineup coming up on the on opening night? Knowing Jaeger and his mentality that he's not a huge fan of playing rookies big minutes. Mm-hmm. Opening night, I'm thinking you're going to see what you saw on the first preseason game. I think you're going to see George Hill, Temple, Carter, Zebo, and Kufis with a road with someone coming in after three minutes. I forgot. Like, about I could Kufis. see. I totally yeah, forgot Kufis. about him. He's good too. I always forget that he's on that team. Oh my god. Uh, he's a, he's, a, he's, he's a, not bad. First contract, he's nice. First contract, he's nice. So a lot of people, a lot of fans of Sacramento really don't like him, which I think is kind of unfair. But because, like I said, his contract is completely movable. He's a quality big man off your bench. But again, why is he starting? Is only because 
you know, yeah, your nose. I'm from Memphis. But yeah, I mean, there's a lot of Memphis guys here. If you look at it now, you got yeah. Yeah, Zebo, Kufus, and Carter. So, yep. I don't know. But yeah, I expect that to be the starting lineup. All right. So then, then Fox comes, think, first one off the bench? I think you'll see two people off the bench right away within the first three minutes. I think it's going to be Scal. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's going to be De'Aaron Fox. And then I think at the five minute mark, you'll see Willie Collie Stein. It's funny to me that Willie Collie Stein wouldn't be starting. It just seems like he should be the starter now for me. I don't know. Well, the thing with Willie Collie Stein is like he is showing promise, but he's showing promises like in like in weird ways. Like when he first came into the league, what everyone talk about, like, oh my God, his defensive potential is amazing. Mm-hmm. He can guard players one through five. But then last season, he wasn't that good defensively. Like he was very wishy washy on defense. But he started showing the scoring potential with these turnaround jumpers, these these spin moves on the baseline for a dunk or a reverse layup, uh, these mid-range jumpers from the free throw line, mm-hmm. the ball handling, passing ability to get to the paint and then just, you know, dish it off to the person ne- right next to you. Like he showed this offensive polish. I think he needs the re- I think this is the year he needs to put it together where he's a plus defensively and a plus offensively. And then I, I think he needs to. I, I think he needs to become the starter within the first thirty games. Do you think that'll happen? Do you think he'll be able to take that spot? No, I definitely think he has the potential to take that spot because it's Kufus. But I think he needs to. I, he needs to earn it. He needs to earn it. I don't think he's. I don't think he deserves it. I don't think he's earned it yet because everything's been wishy washy. Mm-hmm. But I. But he has the potential to. Like, he just needs to put it together. That's it. Like, even in the, in, in the first preseason game, I mean, he's racking up fouls left and right. Yeah. And that's he had five fouls. I think he actually fouled out. Oh. So I, I, he needs to put it's, it together. That's it, the thing. It sounds to me like, and this is my worry about him from the beginning, he needs to concentrate a little bit more on what he's doing. It seems like he needs to focus. And, you know, we know he I don't think I don't think it's focus, and I can see where you can see that. But he's one of those players that – will come in and start off slow, but after like four games, he reads the situation and reads what's going on and then just kind of figures it out. Like uh, with the, you know the one thing I say he, he is definitely a painter. like that's one of his biggest hobbies. I think he brings that into a game every single night. I think he goes into every game in, in every season as in open canvas like just a white canvas and tries to paint a new season or tries to paint himself a new way and that could be a pro and a con Mm -hmm. i just i just hope he just starts making his picture like a full picture like something that you don't have to like squint your eyes and turn like i I just want (laughs) to look at it and know what i'm looking at gotcha i'm into it i'm a painter too um so you get the reference i get the reference yes i totally get the reference uh what was i gonna say so, what about Harry Giles? Should we expect him to play at all this year? I know he didn't play the no. first game, right? No. <laughs> Is he injured again? He's not injured again. They're taking actually really cautious with him. And from people that I've talked to, he's actually looking really good. That's what I I've mean, heard. You, That's what I've read, actually. He looks... He is a really... like. If, if People forget this. People forget this because they don't know who he is. Mm-hmm. He, was, he was getting looked at as the next Chris Webber. He, this guy can, for a big man, can handle the basketball. And I'm, when I mean handle a basketball, I mean he can go in between his legs and behind his back and not lose it. Right. Like, I mean, he's got he's got not boogie handles, but I mean he's got handles. Uh, he's super athletic, mid range jumper, post game, tenacious rebounder. But those knees, yeah, those knees are scary. So they're being very very cautious with him. Uh, I definitely expect him to be with the big horns for a majority of the season, but the Kings aren't going anywhere. No. They don't look to go anywhere. And it should be noted that this is a team that I don't expect to tank, but they're not going to be good. And they're not going to be good for a big reason why that this is the only year they fully own their draft pick for, I think two years. So no matter they, they I can see them getting a top three pick this year and not working toward that, but, working toward that if but that not, makes any but sense but not working against it so that actually brings me to my next question what do you how do you think they finished this year because last year what did they finish Thir- 32 and 50 i can't believe they won 32 games last year good god um they were 12th in the west do you think they finished better or worse than that this year 
I know that the over over and under right now is at 27 and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, a large portion of those games were won by DeMarcus Cousins last season. Right. So let, let's just play a game. Let's just play over under on this team, right? Over under 27 and a half, Joe. I'm going to let you go first because I'm still thinking. Yeah, this is a good question. Uh, just based on oh, – that's the thing. you got Vince Carter, you've got George Hill, and you've got uh, Zebo. Which and you got Dave Yeager. Like, don't Dave Yeager. Dave Yeager is a really good coach. He's What's a, the line? He's a top and a half? five coach. Twenty-seven and a half. Twenty-seven and a half. I'm going over. I'm going over. I'm going over. I think they're going to get to maybe, I'll say twenty-nine games, maybe thirty. I'll say thirty games. They get to thirty. Nah, damn it. They've got so many young guys. <laughs> this is really hard to figure out. What say you? Oh man, so that, that, the thing that's really getting me is I I love George Hill. I, I like Zebo, I love Vince Carter, even though I, I think his impact on the game is going to be – like I just want him to no, have one 30-point game. Yeah, his I just impact want him is to definitely in the locker game. room and on the bench. He's going to have a bigger impact with those young guys than he will in the game. But I mean he doesn't need, to, know, be, he I, doesn't need to do that anyway. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Go ahead. I want, I want him to have one 30-point game. That'd be so nice. Just because it'd be happening in Sacramento. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm just a huge Vince Carter fan. What can I, I'm buying his jersey. Like I I'm I don't buy people's jerseys. I'm buying his jersey. That's cool. Uh, um back to the original question because yes. I'm buying time. <laughs> <laughs> Do they win thirty I games? Know. I don't know. I got the road to twenty eight would be hard. Be just because the inconsistent in the minutes. You know, Dave Yeager saying he's going to keep changing his rotation. The fact that I really think they want to finish the bottom of the West. Yeah. I don't think that they want to, but I think that they're going to. Like, I like the Lakers roster. Like, people that, like, who, who's better than them? I think every team in the West is better than them. Yeah, so, you might be right. That's the thing. Like, every team is hard in the West, but I think they're going to beat a lot of East Coast teams. I was gonna going to say, too, to like, go. the West has also gotten so much better this year in general, too. It's going to be really tough. People make fun of the Lakers roster. Like, I'm not a huge fan of the Lakers roster, but they definitely improved. Like, they got Brooke Lopez. Brooke Lopez won yeah. at least five games for the Nets last year. Yeah, yeah. Just by himself. He's going to shoot a ton of three-pointers. I, I'm, not, I'm questionable on Lonzo Ball. Like, the Pelicans got Rondo. He's not yeah, good. and? <laughs> <laughs> Go on. I'm, I'm waiting was, for the – is that supposed to be a they, positive? They, they just, I feel like I say this every year about the Pelicans. Like, they're just missing that one thing. I don't know. It's a small forward, and they don't know where they're gonna get it. Yeah. Like I feel like they should trade whatever they can to get like Kent Bazemore. Ooh, and that's another thing too. Just just a like NBA fact. While I'm still buying time to think. Yeah. Uh, I think the Denver Nuggets should trade Kenneth Reed to the Atlanta Hawks for Kent Bazemore, just because I think both would satisfy each other. Mm, good trade. Um, good trade. Go on. What do you got? Listen. Okay, I've made it. it doesn't matter I've, if you're wrong. Made a it does matter because I just told these people in the beginning of the show that for any of their betting needs on the Kings, they can come to me. That's fair. So Your, your uh, reputation gonna, is on the line right now. Go. Especially when it's the first time ever on the Superfly. Yep. Uh, and if you get this I wrong, going it's going to be the last. By the way, I love the new logo. Send me a T-shirt. I'll wear it. Um, oh, thanks. I will. And once I get them made. Still buying time. Yeah, yeah. I'm yep. gonna go. I'm gonna go. By the way, well, let me buy a little time for you. This is the most amazing buying of time I've ever witnessed in person. <laughs> this is really impressive. Thank you. I I can keep going too. Like, I love the NBA. Like, I co- I cover the NBA for like a lot of different sites. So, you know, I, I love all teams. You want to talk about fantasy? I covered fantasy basketball for a long portion of time. You can find me on Roto World sometimes. So it's pretty amazing. Um, go ahead. What's your answer? What's your answer? Also, I'm a DFS expert. Last year, I was I was a, amazing. I won a PS4. Was 0.1 point away from going to Miami, but you know, Gorgie Dang had to catch an unnecessary rebound and just just destroyed it. But instead, I want a PlayStation 4 with a VR headset, so I'm still using that today. Nice. Um, thanks. Uh, so <laughs> again, welcome. not 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 to the question at hand that I'm buying tie on. For those who mm-hmm. forgot, mm-hmm. since it's been three minutes uh over under on 27 and a half and i think the kings are going to win 27 games so i'm going to take the under all right what are we betting uh 20 push-ups on twitter oh man i get so many i get so many i get so many bets i can do 20 push-ups on twitter no problem yeah, but see the thing is i don't know if i could like i think i'd have to separate it 10 and 10 like, <laughs> like... <laughs> or like four sets of five like i'm not that good yeah. at push-ups i think <laughs> I, I, 
I think when it gets to 30 or 40 or 50, I think I'd be struggling. 20, I could do probably no problem. See, and, and, and whatever age you are, like, that is solid. That's why you look so young. That's probably why I look so old. And I'm not saying, like, I'm out of shape. I've actually been losing weight. I don't know if you guys see me on Twitter, but I've, like, like timelining my my progress. I've been doing it for, like, I was at, like, 260. I'm right now at 220. Wait, so, like, I'm really – I'm 5'9". Wow, you you and I are the same height. I'm one I'm one fifty. See, that's what I'm saying. Like well, I'm I also run. Really, so <laughs> I I also had a second kid, which oh. really is an excuse. But for those who don't know, like when you have a kid, you're gonna get a little chunky just because you eat what what the girl eats, and the girl has some like really weird cravings sometimes, and you're just <laughs> like, why is that really weird? But for some reason, pregnant women love it, and it's actually really good. So just try it. Sometimes if it sounds weird, just try it because you know what? Sometimes it's really really good. Um, but yeah, I got to like 260, 263, and right now I'm at like 220. So I'm I'm working. I've lost 40 pounds over the last like five five six months. Good job, dude. Uh, can Thanks. I, can, am I allowed to keep all this shit in, or do I have to cut it out? <laughs> oh yeah, keep it in. All right, you know, on. follow me for uh, dieting tips. It's called working out in a sauna with a sweater on. That's what I do. <laughs> That's insane. You shouldn't do that. You're gonna have a heat stroke and die. So you know, this is a uh, this is I literally do this. Every, this is I'm luckily I've eaten up time to, so we get to a full hour on this phone call. Um, <laughs> uh, so the I found this online where it's like, hey, you want to get some some cardio, and so I'll go run on the treadmill for like and for thirty to forty five minutes to an hour, just depending on like my time mm-hmm. line while I'm gonna be there. And then I'd hit weights, like I'll do the bench, and then I'll just like do some weights, like some like curls or whatever with the uh, the pulley thing, and just like start doing the the lay down crunches. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go into the sauna with a dumbbell and just start doing squats, arms, like anything to get me sweating more. But I'm only doing that if I have my water there, because you're right, you can get like a heat stroke if you keep doing that. And that's why like I'll go into the sauna for 30 minutes. Uh, do that workout, step outside for 10, go into the steam room because, you know, they give you that misty feeling mm-hmm. so you'd be feeling kind of good. Go in there for 15 minutes and, like, do boxing drills in there. Nice. And just, like, curls, stretches, anything you can do to stretch. Sometimes I'll do, like, uh, planks. I'll bring a towel in there, lay it down and do planks in there just because, like, you're getting, like, a little bit deeper. And then I'll do one more 30-minute session in the sauna of just, like, jump rope or I'll bring a deck of cards in there which is a fun game for anyone working out that want to like do a workout in a sauna bring a deck of cards with your friend whatever number you flip is how many push-ups you have to do see how far down the deck you can get Jesus man you, you're making me look bad all I do is go outside and run <laughs> like I'm not all about Shoot. that lifting and stuff forget it what the heck bro you probably cannot uh, I, the weird thing is though is like I can run for a long period of time only if it's on a basketball court like I'm a, I play basketball like every day oh that's awesome yeah, my- I'm in a tournament. By the way, I'm in a tournament, guys. I'm gonna try and take as many videos as possible. Uh, I'm in a tournament. Yesterday was our very, or Tuesday was our first preseason game. Your boy hit the game winner. Nice, congratulations. So you put this stuff. No you, highlight. You put this stuff all on Twitter. You said. Uh, my progression, I do. Like, I'll just take videos. Like when I'm there, I like to take pictures of my scale and stuff. Nice. Oh, but not the not the basketball. No, I'm, I I have basketball highlights on there too, from when I was like, yo. Know, 19 i have like because my people try to challenge me all the time like even the 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 new show that's on there leo i don't know if you see him in the chat or whatever for abpn but me and him have like this growing thing because he works for cowbell he's the managing editor there and i write for them so uh he thinks he can beat me one-on-one i play like literally every day and he has no jumper i hope he listens to this he has no (laughs) jumper his hand like go look up his ck vlogs he went to like this Comic Con thing, just as Captain America trying to juke people, he has no handle. And some guy literally just stood still and he stole the ball because he dribbled the ball into his hands. No handle, no jumper. He <laughs> says he has a Tony Parker floater. What do we just talk about, Justin Jackson? If you have a floater, that means you can't finish. Like he says he has really good defense, which may be true, which is fine. But if you sag off me just for a second, I'm going to wet it in your face. And if you overplay me in the post, I'm going to Carmelo Anthony fade on you. So, I'm a really good scorer, guys. All right. <laughs> Deal. So tell you what, dude. Tell us your uh, your Twitter handle and where we can find you and your podcast before I get out of here. You know what's perfect? is like I literally have 60 seconds to tell this phone calls an hour. So this has been <laughs> good. Uh, 
You guys can follow me on all social media platforms of at VM Center. Please check out our show, The King's Court, every single Monday. Uh, just Google it, subscribe, leave us a rating, leave us a review, help us grow, 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 grow. We are still going to be on Dash Radio. I believe it's going to be on Mondays at 5 p.m. So if you have Dash Radio, look out for that. I will be on there. Um, I'll be doing a lot of fantasy stuff. Subscribe to the YouTube channel, Sackings. Uh, yeah. Set Kings Nation on YouTube because we're going to have a lot of DFS stuff on there. Like I just said, I won a lot last year. I'm looking to work, look to win this year. I just actually posted that. I bet $7 in FanDuel preseason, and I won $40 on my very first day back. So that's looking really good. So keep on track for that. Although NBA Chambers guy, uh, Daniel Green, I think is his name, who's on the network, is a lot better than me, so follow him for sure. But I am at VM Center. This was a lot of fun. Thanks, Joe. Vince Miracle, everybody. Thanks again, Vince, for coming on. So very knowledgeable about the NBA and the Kings and uh, and all that fantasy shit. Um, yeah, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye-bye.